0: Transforming Retail from EY. Hello, and welcome to Transforming Retail, the podcast series from EY for leaders in the retail industry around the world. I'm Kate Borsay, and in this our third episode, we'll be looking at the metaverse and what it means for the future of retail. Welcome back to our expert panel, Thomas Harms, EY's global retail leader. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Kate. Nicole Schrock stanley CEO of Dan Perlman Group. Hi, Nicole. Hi, wonderful to be here, Kate. Ian Johnston, founder at Queenine. Hello, Ian.
1: Hi, Kate. Pleasure to be here.
0: And John Copestake, EY global consumer senior analyst. Hello, John. Hi, Kate. All right, Thomas, I'd love you to take us into the virtual world. The metaverse is largely conceptual at the moment. But what do you think the opportunities and risks are of an online 3D world for retail?
2: I agree, Kate, that it is currently more an experiment. But to me, it is an extension of the Internet that provides consumers with an immersive, engaging and virtual environment and allows them for a unique brand experience in this virtual space so if that is the case the retailers also have to be there because if they are not the brands will take ownership of this new space and i also think it is the fact that uh, people spend time there i see that with my kids they have plenty of hours over the week in this new worlds and if the shoppers are in this new virtual environment the retailers have to be there as well so maybe nicole if my kids use it for playing is that the gaming industry and the gaming leisure is that what the metaverse will be all about
3: well i think the gaming industry is at the moment defining the metaverse but the metaverse is nothing that's so defined Right now that you can say it is exactly this or this or the other, it is just more like a huge stream of possibilities, I guess. It's also virtual retail destination or training tool or advertising channel, digital classroom. It is so many things at, at the same time. It will be really interesting to see how it's going to develop over the next couple of years, especially with the technology speeding up that massively. I think um, we can re-imagine everything
0: that we want, also the retail and the virtual realms. The scope of it seems absolutely huge. It is huge. Ian, if we were in the metaverse now, I'd be speaking to your avatar, wouldn't I? Uh, But while you're with us in the physical, is retail bringing the virtual into the physical or the physical into the virtual?
1: What a great question, Kate. I mean, probably I would be sitting as a hologram on the other side of a desk if we were if we're truly on our way to the metaverse, but without doubt, these kind of two worlds, right—the the physical dimension and the digital dimension—if I think of those kind of a, as a spectrum, and those two worlds um, exist on the on the on either side of that you know we are going to experience you know sort of mixed realities both of these worlds want to uh, you know enrich and enhance um connection community commerce all of those things right they build loyalty and trust um but we're going to see a a kind of blurring of the two a kind of mixed reality where the real world uh is enhanced by sort of virtual experiences and the virtual world will start to take on some of the qualities uh, of the physical world for me Really exciting opportunities when the virtual world and the physical world, that space in between, that merging and, and, and mixed realities, the layering of these two worlds together, I think will provide huge opportunities and new habits and new um, behaviors will emerge that come out of that.
0: John, retail investment in the metaverse is already happening. So if we look at the culture and social implications, what will retailers need to think about so that their values align in both the virtual and the real world's?
4: Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, first of all, let's establish. I mean, as Nicole hinted, that the metaverse really isn't here yet in terms of the way that people might expect it to deliver on on their expectations. And I think retailers probably need to think about the fact that you know that the way that they invest now will have ramifications in five years' time or more, rather than overnight. So, I think it's really important for retailers to level set themselves. But I think it's also important for retailers to avoid anchoring. So at the moment, many retailers, when they imagine the metaverse, they imagine a 3D um, interpretation of their physical stores. They might build the same sort of store in a 3D environment as they would in a physical environment. That's a missed opportunity. Retailers have the opportunity to really create transcendental experiences, experiences that completely decouple away from, from the physical experience. And that's something that they should really think about as they experiment in the metaverse. And experiment is what they should do. They should definitely be... They're playing at the moment is very much a playground. But there's a big caveat. And that caveat is that you know they need to be aware of the implications in the real world of what they do in the digital spaces. Because we we've already seen you know the threats from things like you know, tax regulation, cyber risk, brand reputation, all of these things need to be considered. A retailer that just goes in blind without a pragmatic approach. may find that they actually get caught out in some of these spaces.
0: As the technology improves, let's think about how the metaverse can enhance the customer journey. Um, Let's get all your thoughts then as to whether this virtual reality, this VR world, could become more than just a digital twin store. Nicole, you've given us some hints already, but could this become a reality? Could it become the main place for selling? What do you think? Well, if you imagine... Um, in
3: a topic world where everything is possible, where you have no boundaries in form of bad weather, static, aesthetics, all the things that hinder you in the real world to build an amazing store. Um, You can just run wild and design whatever you like, unless the, the customer is following you. It's a bit of a tricky situation because we don't know how customers shop in the virtual world so far. But just imagine those wonderful spaces and uh, all of a sudden you can just create wonderful immersive experiences that are highly customized and like we call it, are bubble branded. And you can just immerse yourself into those stories and shop around. You have your virtual assistant and it's all tailored around what I like. And you can connect with like-minded people and built up communities I mean we've seen on roblox they they have 55 million daily active user mostly kids and they they hang out there and especially during the pandemic they they celebrate their birthday parties together purely on roblox and not in the real world so um I think especially with younger generations the behavioral will change entirely and a virtual space is equally as Important and your personal avatar as me as a real person in my real
0: environment. So I think, yeah, the opportunity is huge. You're giving me flashbacks, Nicole, to the pandemic now. You've mentioned Roblox. I've started to shake in my seat but I totally understand what you're saying the possibilities, the fact that people choose and buy outfits there and have catwalk shows and celebrate events on there ties in with this really well Um, Thomas pick up on this point as to whether the VR world can become more than a digital twin store
2: I completely agree to everything Nicole said and, and maybe let me play a little bit with the words that the two of you have used Kate, you said buying in the metaverse, and Nicole always talked about shopping. And I think there's a, a, a important distinction here because shopping is something you really love to do. You want to spend time. You want to get into an intimacy, personalization world. And that is something I think this metaverse or this technology can provide us with. Um, opposed to the buying where it is more transactional and there i don't think it's the best way to do this and maybe to add on this as well is that consumers and shoppers don't think in channels anymore so they want to be reached and they want to express themselves and engage whenever wherever they are and then here we have an additional opportunity and i think There's a huge risk for retailers if they view it as the next channel and drive it independent from the rest of everything they do.
0: Ian, what do you think?
1: I guess from from our point of view, it's you know we've all kind of said it there. You know, it's about understanding the customer journey that we want. You know, my worry is that that the metaverse becomes this transactional, commercial space, and if it does that, we're we're, we're all at risk. We're not doing you know good enough things uh, when we reinvent this this virtual world. And for the way we always try to think about it is, you know, define the journey first. Understand what your where your customers are, what they want, the journey they want to go on. And if the metaverse or the virtual world um, has a place in that journey, then perfect, right? Then it makes sense, not just going to the metaverse uh, as a default to create journeys, journeys there. And so for me, interweaving and understanding where our customers are, where they want to be, and then designing the experience around it, um, rather than just defaulting to creating experiences in the metaverse because everyone else is there.
0: And you, John, what do you think?
1: Well, so if you think about, it, you mentioned that maybe the metaverse could become the main
4: channel for selling, and I agree with with Thomas. Effectively, what we're thinking about here is that we we shouldn't limit ourselves to thinking about the metaverse as a channel. The idea, and this is going back to what Ian said earlier, is that how much can it augment physical experiences? You know, if you're walking around a store and you have access to AR, why wouldn't that store define a much better reality for you as you as you wander around it? If you're doing buying something digitally, why wouldn't you have something physical sent to you at the same time? So there's a big element of actually thinking about how it supports and integrates channels rather than actually being a channel in its own right? That people sell through.
0: Nicole, we started with you. Let's just loop back to you just to continue on what John said about, about kind of audience awareness, I suppose.
3: Yeah, I think the the really interesting question is what kind of other business opportunities will involve because... If we apply the the old rules to the new medium, we have kind of a a very awkward hybrid uh, environment. So I think over the time we'll have and we're going to see much more new business cases that are purely born out out of the uh, metaverse mindset. Like digital fashion is evolving rapidly at the moment and other services. And I think this will be the very interesting point where also a lot of money will be made and pure digital companies involve and they're not trying to bridge the real world and the, um, the digital world. So
0: it's, it's going to be really interesting, I think. All right, well, in a moment, we'll round off with our panel's metaverse recommendations for retail. That's next. Transforming Retail. So for retail to harness the metaverse, how should it be assessed as a place to make your physical life cheaper, faster and more connected, perhaps? Also, with the threat of cybercrime, customers are going to need to feel safe and confident. Let's get our panel's recommendations for retailers then as this new age of the metaverse era approaches. Ian, let's start with you.
1: Something we haven't touched on is the sort of you know environmental impact that this digital world actually you know creates. Um, we don't really know um, what it what it means yet. Um, I heard a great statistic that talks about you know one Bitcoin transaction equals you know five hundred thousand Visa transactions, right? And so you know having a thousand dresses in the virtual world isn't necessarily a, a sort of environmental uh, a position that some brands want to take forward. And so as you're going towards this metaverse, you know, think about the environmental impact, you know, from the start. This is going to have a much bigger impact than we actually know. Actually,
4: from a sustainability perspective, it, it's a
1: really important point. The, the metaverse is something that c- gives with
4: one hand and takes away with the other because obviously there's a lot of energy and and carbon that's going to be required to build the infrastructure and support the, the the operating environment that the metaverse might represent. But equally, if people are consuming more digitally, they're consuming less physically, and there's also opportunities to educate, change behaviors
1: and, and engage in that way. And I think, John, you're, you're, you know, we're in this moment where we can actually use the physical space to educate people a little bit, you know, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, where are we learning those new behaviors, if you're not a gamer, right, right, Nicole, like, obviously, those gamers are learning, learning that behavior intrinsically. And I think that's what the gaming uh, industry is doing well, right, it's defining these new habits and new behaviors that that we're going to adapt. But for for folks like us, and, and, and some of the in betweeners, you know, how are we going to learn? How are we going to, how are brands going to walk us? To, to that metaverse. We need our, someone to hold our hands in, in many ways to build that trust, build that loyalty because it's, it's going to be a, a freaking world for many people.
3: One I think as Ian mentioned there, the the important thing is also develop a value-focused strategy and then test, learn and adapt. It's just a very new medium and the the thing about it is nobody knows the right way, nobody know, has the r- right solution for the perfect shop environment or platform so it is about testing evaluating and then prepare to scale if you're successful with your business case so i think it is this huge opportunity just to play and uh, redefine who you want to be as a retail brand or as a brand overall
0: and thomas what about you
2: well some thoughts so so one is we have not touched that there is huge additional revenue opportunity because we have new products. So we always talked about what we may do physically and virtually, but there are some products and solutions that you can only use in the virtual world. So if you play golf or if you have a horse in the virtual world, you buy a blanket for this horse that you never get physically. So there's huge additional sales potential here for this virtual world. And then for your Statement at the beginning, I completely disagree that it would make our life cheaper, faster. I think it's far more about creating this intimacy. So I'm, I'm a simple man. I always think in structures. So my structure is we have three value propositions for retailers. So one is becoming invisibly invisible. That would be this cheaper, faster. On the other extreme, we can become more intimate with the consumer. And that means personalization, giving them the opportunity to engage. And I think that is actually what this new world will be about.
0: In just a few words then, tell me how much this new world excites you, John.
4: It does excite me. I'm incredibly excited about what it could become in the future. But there is the caveat, which is that it's still in the future. I think it's, it's not going to transform everything overnight. It will be an iterative process.
3: Nicole? I think uh, what's so exciting is that everything is still fluid and will likely continue to be like this so it means we can shape it and shape it really quickly and with the development of the technology it will look nice in the end. Thomas?
2: First I think I am in a very positive way curious how this metaverse and all the technology around this will evolve and of course it is exciting to be involved in this development from the first minute on. So, looking very much forward to it.
0: And Ian?
1: Well, of course, it's exciting, um, but it's also a bit scary, the The way this new world uh, shows up. Um, I'm interested to understand how, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs shows up in the metaverse, right? What does it really mean to us? and how does it impact us going forward and what new habits and behaviours will will emerge. Um, hopefully, it's, it's more exciting than scary.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you to Nicole, Ian, John and Thomas for such a fascinating conversation. Join us again soon when we'll continue to look at how retailers can transform to stay relevant. Also, do subscribe to this series so you won't miss an episode. From me, Kate Borsay, thanks for listening and goodbye. Transforming Retail, back soon.